Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right. This is Elder G. Bazaar calling to you to give me your spiritual ear. Greetings in the name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The one that is, the one that is to come, and the everlasting Father. I'm a little host this afternoon. I don't know if I can finish this program or not, but I'm going to try my best to get with this program. Uh, Brother Tim was supposed to be with me. He ain't going to be able to make it today. But we're going to go on anyway, giving honor to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Watchman on the Wall. End time, end time, end time, meaning the end of the church age. End of the church age. The church age is almost over. The church age is almost over, which means the rapture, the rapture of the church is on the horizon, very near, too near, near than you think it is near to anything on the planet. Jesus Christ is getting ready to rapture the church. And when I say that, I say that with power. I say that with what the word of God says. I don't say it doubting. I know that the Lord Jesus Christ is getting ready to remove his body. Now, what do you mean body? His body. His body. The, 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 the body that he purchased with his own blood. Jesus Christ is God's son, which means the very God in the flesh. The very God in the flesh became man. When he became man, he was able to die. He was able to die. He was able to be crucified. He was able to be laid in the grave. He was able to stay in the bowels of hell, preach to those in prison, set the captives free, got up on the third day morning, Paid the penalty for sin. And it took him three days and three nights to get hell straightened out. No longer, amen, no longer Satan, no longer Satan. You don't have no power over the blood of Jesus Christ. You don't have no power over the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You don't have no power over nothing but your own crooked, wicked living. This year, Christ that I'm talking about is the one that made the heavens and the earth and everything there is. And he's coming back to get a church without a spot and without a wrinkle. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to go in prayer. And after we go in prayer, we're going to get into watchmen on the wall, watchmen on the wall, end time, global. This is a global thing. The rapture is a global event, and it's going to happen pretty soon. The world out of sight. The world is messed up. The world is corrupt. Human race is corrupt, but God is going to save some. He ain't going to, hey, he wants to save everybody, but everybody, uh-oh, everybody don't want to be saved. Some people don't want Jesus Christ. Some people don't think they need Jesus Christ. Some people think they can fool Jesus Christ. Some people can claim Christianity and don't know nothing about the power of his resurrection. So when we say Jesus Christ is coming. What is he coming after? He's coming after the redeemed ones, the ones that have accepted. Listen to what I'm saying. I ain't talking about churchgoers. 
And he's talking about people who just go to church, go to church, go to church, go to church, 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 go to church, go to church. But they've never been to the cross. they never repented of their sin. They never asked God to forgive them and to wash them from all unrighteousness. They are having a time of playing a hypocrite. They pretend that they know Christ, but they don't know him in heart. You might know him in your mind. You might know him and speak about it, but you don't know him in your heart. And if you don't know him in the heart, that means that you have never, never accepted Christ in your lifetime. Whether you're 15 years old, whether you're 20 years old, whether you're 80 years old, whether you're 70 years old, whether you're 60 or 70 years old, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, if you haven't listened, if you haven't repented of your sins and come to Christ and ask him to save your soul, your soul. You got a soul, and that soul is everlasting. The soul cannot die. The only death, amen, that you can die is the physical death, and you can die the spiritual death. The spiritual death means that you will be separated from God forever if you die the spiritual death. The spiritual death is when you reject Jesus Christ as your Savior, when you reject his love, his mercy, his goodness, when you reject his sacrifice, (coughs) his sacrifice that he did on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago, he died on Calvary. He suffered on Calvary. By him suffering on Calvary's cross, he has been saving people, saving souls ever since the day of Pentecost. Ever since the day of Pentecost, the Lord God Almighty has been saving souls around the world, around the world. We know the world is in a bad shape because more folks today are serving Satan. More people today is walking in unbelief. More people today is cursing God, lying on God, denying God. So the world is full of demons and devils, and these devils, amen, is out to prevent you, to prevent you from coming to Christ. That's his main culprit. That's his main job, to prevent you from coming to Christ. He don't want you to come to Christ. That's why you got all kinds of denominations that don't even lift up the name of Jesus. Buddha, Shintoism, Taoism, all these false religions and all these occult religions do not look up the name of Jesus Christ. For at the name of Jesus, the Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee. <coughs> every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you, letting you know that the Lord God Almighty is preparing. He's preparing the church. He's saving people every day, every minute, every second until the fullness of time comes. And then when the fullness of time comes, he's going to rapture his body out. No Pacific denominations. No, you hear what I say? No Pacific denominations. Whether you Baptist, Presbyterian, with the Church of God in Christ, Church of God, the name of a denomination does not give you no jurisdiction to say that you're going to heaven under a denomination. The only way 
The only way that you can enter to the kingdom of God, that that is what Nicodemus had confrontation with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, Nicodemus, ye must be born again. You must have a change of life. You must turn from darkness into the light. You must come to Christ in a repentant spirit. Except you repent, you shall likewise perish. And the world is not repenting. The world is not sorry for the sins that they have done against, against a holy, righteous, loving God. They won't repent. And if you don't repent, you shall likewise perish. You're going to perish in your sins. You're going to perish forevermore. And perish don't mean that you're going to go out of existence. No, no. The soul cannot die. The soul is eternal. And there's two places that you can spend eternity. You can spend eternity in heaven or you can spend eternity in hell. You have a choice. You have a choice. I can't make your choice. You can't make my choice. But you have a choice to choose whom you will serve. The world today is serving Satan. Satan is a god of this age. Satan is a god of all the ages. Satan is the god of all ages until the Garden of Eden, when Satan deceived Adam and Eve, didn't deceive Adam, deceived Eve, Satan took over mankind. Satan became the God of this age, and he's been the God ever since then of this age. He's not the God of heaven. He's not the God of mercy. He's not the God of, he's not the God of love. He's not the God of joy. He's the God of damnation. His main thing is to damn your soul. That's what he wants. You can go to church until your face looks like the front door of the church and still go to hell. You can be baptized and still go to hell. You must repent. You must have a change. You must turn from your wicked doings, your wicked thinking, your wicked attitude. You must come to Jesus Christ and humble yourself before the cross of Christ. And kneel before the cross of Christ and say, Lord, I am a sinner. A sinner. I am lost. I am lost. I don't know who Christ is. I never experienced his power. His power is in the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Without the blood, there is no hope. Without the blood, there is no love. Without the blood, there is nothing that you can attain without the blood. For you must know what the power of the blood is like. It is the very life of God. Ooh, the very life of God is in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am my father of one. I'm in the Father, and the Father me. The work that I do is not I that does it, but the Father that dwells in me. And I'm saying today, you can be the secretary of the church. You can be the preacher of the church. You can be the deacon of the church. You can have all the, the, the credentials and all the stuff that you consider yourself of being a child of God, but your works do not make you a child of God. What makes you a child of God is that you repent of your sins. Because you're a sinner. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're a sinner. You ain't a sinner because you sin. You're a sinner because you don't know who Christ is. 
And if you know Christ, is that one thing that gives you verification that you know him. And what is it? It's the love of God. The Bible says, if a man say he love God, love God, love God with all his mind, all his soul, all his strength, and hate his brother, and hate his brother. And you know there's a lot of hate going on in the house of God. A lot of people are hating today. Church folks hating each other. And they're talking about going to heaven. You cannot go. You're not going. Because, number one, sin will never enter in the presence of God. Now, I know the flesh sins, but I'm talking about the soul. And the soul is the, the, the essence of your life. That's, that, that's, that's your very life. And the only thing can save your soul is Christ. Christ comes in, and he wipes out. He wipes out the sin of the soul, the sin of the spirit. He wipes it all out. He cleanses it up. You are sanctified. You are set apart for God's service. You don't want to participate in a whole lot of mess and a whole lot of junk. Why your main your main goal in life, if you serve the living God, is to see people get saved. Come on now. That's the duty of the church, that you bring in souls that you convince the soul that you need a Savior. Hell, let me tell you hell is hot. Hell is everlasting. There's no breaks in hell. Hell is a place where wickedness will be punished. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, your sin will be punished in hell because you rejected the only Redeemer that can redeem your soul from sin. And the world today believes that they can go to heaven other ways. There ain't nothing one way, one way, one way, one way. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father except he come by me. Jesus Christ said, the way of destruction is a broad path, and many go in there at. For straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life, and very few will find that. Let me tell you something. Hell is going to be full. Let me tell you. It's going to be full. Who said that? The Bible says it. What does it say that? In Isaiah. I went this, I went this way before. Isaiah. 5 and 14. 5 and 14. 5 and 14. I'm just going to give you some information on Isaiah, what he said. 514. You don't believe in the hell, and the Bible says there's a hell, so you don't believe in God's word. You don't believe in God's word, then you're going to have to go to hell and pay for your own sins. Jesus Christ paid for your sins. By him paying for your sins, now you can become righteous even as Christ is righteous. If you reject Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you die without him. I didn't say half of him. I didn't say three quarters of him. I didn't say a little bit of him. I said if you die without Christ, in your life, with a changed life, you will have to pay, what, for your own sin. I'm not paying for my own sin. No, I don't want to have to pay for my own sins. I don't want to have to go to hell to pay for my sins. I thank God that he died on Calvary's cross for my sins. And he took my place on Calvary's cross, and he was beaten when it should have been me. 
When he was strung up on the cross, it should have been me. When they put him in the grave, it should have been me. When he stayed in all the earth with me, they do it. it should have been me. Now, the resurrection, I don't have that kind of power to resurrect myself. No, 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 no. I don't have that kind of power <clears throat> to resurrect myself from the dead. I don't have it. You don't have it. No man on the planet have it. The only one that has the power to die and resurrect himself is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God Almighty, and it was God Almighty who resurrected his own self and came up out of the grave on the third day morning. And that told Satan, look, I paid the price. Fool. Nobody can pay for it. Nobody can take it away. Nobody can start it. I paid the price of sins on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago, and I'm still calling for those to come in and whistle with me and come to Christ that you may have everlasting life. You're not going to hell because you do wrong things. You're going to hell because you rejected Jesus Christ. You reject your salvation. You reject the love. You reject the mercy. You told God, I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't want to stop sinning. I love sin. I'm going to enjoy sin while I can. I don't want to have to give up this. I don't want to have to get up there. I'm just going to live and go to church and do good and have my fun and do what I want to do. And then at the end, I say, Lord, I did the best I can, but you didn't do nothing. You didn't do the best you can. Because I don't care how well you do it. I don't care how well you sing. I don't care how well you quote the scriptures. I don't care how well you can dance. I don't care how well you can speak in tongues. I don't care how well you can dress up. I don't care how well you can do all that. But if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you turn from your line, your backbiting, your whole mongering, you're going to have to pay for it. Because let me tell you something. I ain't paying for it. No. I ain't going to pay for my own sin. That's a fact. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus paid for my own sin, my sin, not his sin. He knew no sin, but he became a sin offering that through him, there was a sacrifice that he took my sins, your sins, and the sins of the whole world, and they were nailed to the cross. He dropped his head between the locks of his shoulders, gave up the ghost, and guess what? He got up. On the third day morning, 2,000 years ago. And he's coming back again to get his fruit of the earth. He's coming back to get his body. The body don't went to, the, 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 the body of Christ don't went to hell and high waters. He don't went through 2,000 years uh, on this earth. The church has been persecuted. The, per, the church. Satan has tried to destroy the church, but he don't know who he's talking to. He talked to Jesus, and Jesus told Simon about Jonah, up on this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell itself should not prevail against it. So the church is indestructible. If you've been born again, if you've been sanctified, you're sanctified forever. You're redeemed forever. You cannot go back into sin. You may sin. You may backslide. But your salvation is secure. And your salvation is secure. That means Jesus Christ said, I will never, I will never leave you. Neither will I forsake you. Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. So salvation is free. 
I have a choice to choose him and serve him. I have a choice to reject him or receive him. I have a choice to tell the world that he is Lord and Savior. I'm here to tell you, you don't. <clears throat> you don't. You don't want to get burned. You don't want to get burned because a whole lot of people are going to be lost in the time of judgment. Isaiah, the evangelist of the evil prophet, in the fifth chapter, in the fifth chapter of Isaiah, this is a horrifying, horrifying scripture. Listen to what it says, 514. 514 says, therefore, therefore, hell, hell has enlarged herself. Hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory, their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoices shall descend into it. You hear that 14th chapter? The 5th chapter, the 14th verse says, Hell has enlarged itself. Let's describe hell. Describe hell is like telling you where it's at, who started it, why was it prepared. Well, we know God prepared hell for the devil, for Lucifer, for Beelzebub, for the old wicked dragon. He prepared hell for the devil and his angels, one-third of the angelic demons that once was, once was, what? They were once holy angels, and they took lead with Lucifer, and Lucifer took one-third of the angelic host from heaven, and God cast him to the earth, and at the same time, he said, the hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell was made for Satan. Hell was made for his fallen angels, not for mankind. But since man fell under the clutches of Lucifer, then men will descend into it because of their unbelief, because they deny, they deny the righteousness of God. They deny the love of God. They deny the Holy Spirit. They deny the cross of Christ. They deny the word of God. They deny the love of God. They deny the mercy of God. They believe that God is, is supposed to give them a special right, but God ain't got no special people. Huh. Uh-uh. He ain't got no pets. He ain't got no goody-goody two-shoes. But I tell you what he got. He's got born-again believers that are redeemed by his blood and love the Lord. And so hell is located in the bowels of the earth. That's where hell is located. In the bowels of the earth. Underneath the subterranean, there is a place called hell. Is anybody in hell now? Yes. Are they conscious? Yes. What are they doing? They're trying to get out. They're crying. They're weeping. They're gnashing of teeth. How long are they going to be there? They're going to be there until they be resurrected. When they be resurrected, they go into the great white throne. The great white throne is a final judgment. Is a final judgment 
for the wicked dead. All those that died, listen to what I'm saying, all those that died from Adam all the way to 2022, all the wicked. Did Adam make it? Yes, he made it. Did he make it? Yes, they made it. But from that point on, it was devastating. Abel, he made it. Cain, he didn't make it. And Satan says, now I'm going to what? I'm going to annihilate the human race. I'm going to corrupt everything I touch. Everything that I have, I'm going to put my effort to destroy man's soul. I don't give the devil credit for nothing, but the people have let Satan use them and condemn their souls by rejecting the love of God. They don't want the love of God. They don't need the love of God. But in hell, you're going to leave love, and there ain't going to be no love there. No, no love there. Love is gone. You had a chance to receive Christ, but you didn't. Now you've got to pay for the sins of your own self. And the world today is filled with corruption from coast to coast. People are mad. People are doing things that will curl your hair. If they have no regard of God's love, God's mercy, God's goodness, they don't want it. They don't need it. But I don't care who you are, what you are, where you're coming from, or where you're going. There's a day coming. There's a day coming, my brothers and sisters. There's a day coming when you're going to have to come to the end of your journey. And you're going to have to stand. Oh, yeah. You're going to stand before a righteous God. And God going to hold you accountable of everything you've done, everything you said, and everything you thought. And if you didn't think about soul salvation, and receiving Jesus Christ, you got to pay for your own sins. Hell enlarges itself. What do that mean? That means before Jesus Christ died and rose again, hell is in the bowels of the earth. And there's another compartment in the bowels of the earth. It's called paradise. Paradise before the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Before Jesus Christ came from the grave, paradise was in the bowels of the earth. I said, hell, paradise was in the same, and by being in that same spot, those that went to paradise could not be removed from paradise until, listen to this, listen to this, they could be removed until what? Until they Receive Christ. When Jesus Christ died, he went to paradise. From this day you shall be with me in paradise. What that means, that means that paradise and hell, there was a great gulf fixed between hell and paradise. And when Christ went down into paradise, he preached to those in prison everywhere. And when 
He came up from the grave. Listen to me. He came up from the grave. He took all the Old Testament saints out of paradise and moved them into the presence of God, in the presence of God in heaven. So paradise now is not in the bowels of the earth. Paradise now is when you die and this soul leaves your body. You go to be with the Lord, to be absent from the body, and to be present with the Lord, and to be present with the Lord is absent from the body. So when a saint dies, when a saint dies, immediately an angel will take your soul and present it before God Almighty. You say, where you get that at? When the rich man died, and then the beggar died, the Bible said the beggar died, and the angels came and brought them to the bosom of Abraham. Then it said when the sinner man died, he lifted up his eyes and what? Hell. Meaning that when he died, a demon came and got him and took him to the place called hell. And by paradise being removed from the heart of the earth, it enlarged hell. Now hell has enlarged itself. That's what Isaiah is talking about. Hell is big wickedness, large in hell. Unbelief lodges in hell. Sinners lodges in hell. No righteous born again believer will be in hell. No righteous believer born again believer. Will be in hell. All the righteous will go to paradise, and all the wicked will go to hell. At the end of the church age, listen, at the end of the church age, the church will be raptured into the presence of God in heaven at the judgment seat of Christ. I want you to get this now. So, the born-again believer, all the way over to the end of the church age, including the Old Testament saints, the New Testament saints, and the tribulation saints, all of them would be and come to the presence of God Almighty, and they are going to be judged not for their salvation, because salvation has already been acquired. They accepted Jesus Christ, so they're going to be judged for their works, and their works will be judged by what they've done for Christ through salvation while he is on earth. When they get judged, there's going to be a judgment for the righteous, and the righteous will say this. They will understand then now that salvation is not by works. 
Salvation is by faith in Jesus Christ. You cannot be justified by works. You cannot be justified by the law. You can't be justified by how good you are. You can't be justified how bad you are. You are justified by faith through Jesus Christ by receiving him into your life and telling the world, look, I've been born again. I am a Christian. I am saved. I am sanctified by what? The blood of Jesus Christ. Christ has saved my soul. I know that. So when the church stands before the judgment seat of Christ, all the born-again believers will be rewarded according to their works. There's three types of works. The first three types is gold, silver, and brass. The other three types is wood, hay, and stubble. Wood, hay, and stubble represent the flesh. Gold, silver, and brass represent the Spirit of God in you, doing the works of Jesus Christ in you by faith. Because if you put wood in the fire, it's going to burn up and you'll suffer loss. But if you put gold, silver, and brass in the fire, guess what? It's going to be burned. It's going to be refined. It's going to be fit for getting a reward. For those that have wood, hay, and stubble, they will be saved, but they will not get a reward. Why? Because you walk in the flesh and not in the spirit. And Jesus Christ says, I love you so much. And when I saved you, I saved you for one reason. I love you, plus I don't want you to go to hell. The Lord said, I can't do nothing. I, if you reject me for 30 years, if you reject me for 50 years, if you reject me and reject me and you die, I cannot do nothing about your salvation. You can't get saved after you're dead. And the world today believes that salvation is something that you can acquire on your own, but you cannot acquire salvation on your own. You've got to repent. You've got to turn. You've got to be. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to go to the cross. You've got to believe when Christ died, he died personally for your sins. And the world is saying today, there are all kinds of religions, and we got a choice. That one of these religions can get me to heaven. One of these religions can get me to heaven. And when you said one of these religions can get me to heaven, and you don't believe that Christ's shed blood was the advocate that was the unique, then you are damned because you believe not only on the only begotten Son of God. There are religions today such as Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses does not believe in the blood. The humanism don't believe in the blood. The occults. Don't believe in the blood. Witchcraft and voodoo 
don't believe in the blood atheists, the atheists, don't believe in the blood Buddhism, Shintoism, Taoism, Islam, don't believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. They don't believe that Jesus Christ is God's son. They don't believe that he is God Almighty in the flesh. They deny it. They reject it. They cast it away and believe that these religions can do the job, but they can't do it. For 6,000 years, they have come up with new kinds of religions, and none of them is standing today. Judaism, paganism, agnosticism, Hinduism, spiritualism, Bayard, schism, Scientology, Deus, Voodoo, Satanism, Circleism, Mormonism, 4,200 different kinds of religions and occults. And some people, just because they got a name for their religion, they think that's going to be adequate for God. God said, I don't want that trash. I don't want that. I want my son. I want you to acknowledge my son. I want you to be changed. I want your sins washed away because I can't take sin. You say, well, if he can't take sin, why is he letting this thing go on like this? You know why? Grace. Grace. It's amazing. God's grace is sufficient enough to keep And he's given the world 6,000 years of opportunity to get it right. And the world says, I ain't thinking about it. I'm going to do what I want to do, go where I want to go, and believe what I want to be. I'm not worried about no Christ. I'm not worried about the man who walked on the water, cast out devils. I'm not worried about the man who stretched himself out on Calvary's cross and hung up there for six long hours, dropped his head between the locks of his shoulders, and gave up the ride. I'm not thinking about that. I ain't got time for that. I got The only time I got for is trying to enjoy my life without Christ. Yeah, you enjoy, but it ain't going to last long. It's going to run out. These are the days in which Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man cometh. The same thing. The same thing that was in the days of Noah. When Jesus Christ comes back again, the world will be in the same shape it was in the days of Noah. There was total corruption. It was so corrupt that in that day only, 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 only once of eight souls got saved. Only eight out of billions of people got saved. And today, there's 7.1 billion. And majority of these people are not saved. You hear what I say? They're not saved. Because if they were saved, they would let you know they saved. They would tell you, I love God and I love my brothers. I love the white man, the black man, the ugly man, the pretty I love everybody. I ain't got no pets. God ain't got no pets. He didn't pet Israel, and he's not petting the church. 
He's trying to tell the church, now get ready. Get your soul right with God. Because when the trumps blow, the dead in Christ will rise. And we that remain alive shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. It's that time now. Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back. Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back. He's coming back as a thief in the night. Wars and rulers of wars. We're getting ready for war now. In the Middle East, we're getting ready for war is coming in the Middle East. We got the war that's mentioned in the 83rd Division of Psalms. We got a war that's mentioned in the 38 and 39th chapter of Ezekiel. We got a war that's called Armageddon. We got a war that's called after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Gog and Magog is going to muster up again to try to overthrow the kingdom of God. So we got about four wars to take place within the what? Next eight years. Yes, next eight years. Because after the rapture of the church, all hell is going to break loose. And nobody will have no excuse for not knowing what's going on. Because, Lord, I've been preaching this word for 57 years. I've been telling the radio, I've been telling the TV, I've been telling those that want to listen, if your soul is not right with God, shame on you! Because this is an individual thing. This is an individual thing. Salvation is a personal thing. You've got to have a person, a personal relationship, relationship with what? Jesus Christ through the blood. And this blood was shed for my low-down, dirty, rotten sin. You, yours too. Ain't nobody in here, no angel. Ain't nobody here flying around. And the world is saying, let me tell you something. The next war coming up, we'll start in the Middle East. We got the World Council of Churches. The Pope, the Pope is gathering all denominations, all occults, all aliens, all demons. He's gathering them up. Yeah. The Vatican is in cahoots with UFOs. Yeah. Where y'all been? Where you been? These things are real. These things is hovering the earth. Don't you know Satan is getting ready to come down here and take over? Oh, no, yeah, I don't see no sign. Yes, he's coming. Because during the tribulation period, when the Antichrist comes, he's going to come on a peace platform, and he's going to deceive a lot of people. And the Jews right now is telling the world, we're looking for our Messiah. We're looking for the, uh, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And we, when he comes, he's going to verify that we can build a temple. And that's that's going to give us evidence that he is the Messiah, and we're going to link up with him. And the, and the Antichrist is going to say, I will give you definitely seven years of protection. For seven years, I will protect you. But that's a lie. Israel is going to make a covenant with death. And death is going to try to wipe Israel off the face of the mouth. But God said, I will deliver Israel. I'm going to deliver my people once 
and for all. Once for all, I'm going to deliver my people. The church mission is almost over. Out of all seven churches of Asia Minor, all seven churches of Asia Minor, only two, only two were willing enough to serve the Lord in spirit and in truth. And that is the Church of Smyrna and the Church of Philadelphia. The other five, they were rejected because the candlestick was going to be removed. And now we're in the last days, and the church age is almost over. God is going to remove those that know him. And those that don't know him will have to face the tribulation period. And it will start as soon as the church is raptured up. After the church is raptured up, the Antichrist will come. He will speak lies. He will speak stories. He will predict all kinds of stuff. And he's a man. It's a man that's alive today, right now, 55 years old. 55 years old. And when he comes, he's coming on a peace platform, and he will deceive the world in believing that he is Jesus Christ, and he is nothing but the art enemy of your soul, Satan himself. Satan himself would deceive all the world through the Antichrist. And all the world means majority. You hear what I say? Majority of the world will be damned and go to hell. Oh, Mr. Preacher, that sounds too hard. That sounds, no, it ain't. It's the truth. If you don't believe me, keep on living. I don't want you to wait till the last minute and believe. I don't want you to be, try to believe in hell. I'm telling you now, God's word is right. God's word don't make mistakes. God's word don't compromise. God's word don't change nothing. He's an unchanging God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. This is Elder G. Bazaar. This is Elder G. Bazaar. If you say it tonight, if you say it tonight, you need to tell somebody else. Because in the next year, 2023 coming up, two more months, and we'll be in 2023. And 2023 will be the year when Bible prophecy will be revealed finally. It's already been revealed because the Jews are getting ready now. And everything that the Bible said, I didn't say it. I didn't make it up. Everything that the Bible said, God said, listen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm going to let, I'm going to let you decide if you serve me, if you Receive my son, Jesus Christ. And quit thinking because you go to church and say your prayers and sing in the choir and quote the scriptures that you say. You better make sure you say. You better make sure and know 
know that you 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 know you've been born again. Nobody don't have to tell you, and you don't have to guess at it. I know without a shadow that I've been born again. Ain't no way in the world I could live through Christ without him. He is real. I want you to recognize that. Elder Bazaar. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I want to let you know Jesus Christ is coming back. To get a church without a spot on God Almighty is real, real, real. I want to let you know, time is short. I'm going to have to cut it off a little early tonight. My body's trying to shut down on me. But I want y'all to continue to pray for me in this effort to preach the word in season and out of season. Warn the people time is for spent. I love all y'all out there. Don't don't stop listening. I hope I feel better next this coming Wednesday. I try to catch a cold, but I ain't gonna catch it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And so I'm going to cut it short tonight. But I do want you to recognize, don't, 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 don't delay your salvation. Don't delay your salvation. Only through Jesus Christ. Only through Jesus Christ. May God bless you. May God smile upon you. May he keep you in the hollow of his hand. And I hope when I come back, I can feel better and bring this word out. But I don't want to feel feel this bad and try to do it. Because it's kind of like messing with my mind. But I want to let you know I'm going going on anyhow. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you give us tonight. We thank you, Lord, for those that we hear the word of God, that they may comprehend your word. We ask you right now in the name of Jesus, go with me. Touch my body. Touch those out there that heard the word tonight. When I come back this coming week, that I feel better. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen.